You are listening to the 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more with your hosts, Brent Radlinski and Dave Van Robes. Listen in as we talk everything happening in the world of sports from a beer drinker's perspective. It's just like sitting in the sports bar, but with your pants off. Sports, beer, and shenanigans. So sit back, grab a few beer, and let's get into it. 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Dave, can you believe it? 200 shows in, May the 9th, 2022. Uh, Monday, uh, Monday night, NHL playoffs are going the day after Mother's Day. Uh, how did you spend Mother's Day? Did you did you spoil Kaylee? Did uh, you spoil your mom? What what went on on Mother's Day? Happy 200 shows, by the way. Well, happy 200 to you as well. Like I said on Twitter, I I remember like it was yesterday. We were calling episodes by uh, player jersey numbers. Right? It just seems like uh, two weeks ago we had a Mark Gasno. Yeah, but, crazy. Uh, but here we are. Like it, it's been a fun ride, and and I'm I'm glad we're doing it. I'm I'm going to continue to do it because uh, it's become routine, and I enjoy doing it. So yeah, no, it's been great. So how was your Mother's Day weekend? What did you get up to? How did you uh, spoil the wife? Did the Jasper make something for Kaylee? What 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 went on in the Van Robes household? Oh, it was busy because I got everybody in the town. So I got up early, walked the dog. Well, that's nobody wants to know. I got up early because I had shit to do. Well, there's always shit to do. Um, Jasper took care of his mom. Uh, I ran out and uh, had a breakfast with my mom, came back home, uh, did did exactly what my wife wanted to do, which was work in the yard. So, so I uh, did some yard work, prepped supper. We had Kaylee's mother and father over for... Uh, for supper and it was a, it was an excellent day everybody had a smile on their face when we hit the hit the hay at the end of the at the end of the day yeah deanne and i we had a, she called her mother uh, yesterday she was uh, busy out and about and then uh, we went up to the homeland of fort mcleod to say that mom's uh, had some dinner um made some food for her we had a good time there at fort mcleod the uh Water the lawn and it rained this morning or snowed or whatever the heck that was. So didn't really need to do it, but we got that going again. So the lawn's getting all spruced up, but no, it was nice mother's day. Uh, happy mother's day to all the mothers out there who are listening. We appreciate uh, everything you guys have done for us. Um, I'll get into that later on. Anyways, Dave, the, the big news of the weekend, I don't know the biggest news, but it was big news on Saturday around four o'clock. And for, for about eight minutes a year, all sports fans, for some reason, we become horse experts. Uh, it's it's and I I'm I I fall I fall victim to it. I pretend I know what I'm talking about. I talk about the odds. We I look at the list. I look at who the the the, the horse that are in the race. There was no uh, Bobby Baffert this year as he was ex- suspended. Uh, we talked about last year this time actually on the Derby. But the Derby the I put it on the Twitter poll yesterday. Um, Rich Strike 20 came out of the 21 spot on, on the, the track at 80 to 1 odds at uh, post time in a win of the damn race coming from the it was 20 or like 21 at one point. But the last turn, he had to have been 17th or 18th spot in that race. And he just curled his way in. It was something to, it was something to behold. Dave, and I put it on the Twitter poll yesterday. Was that the biggest out, biggest upset in sports history? or one of the great sports moments in sports history. And I replied to that. Can it be both? Cause it was both because I never propose to be 
a horse racing expert. I, I can we're all, we're, all, we're all experts on Derby Day for some reason. And yeah. I don't know why, but we all pretend to be. I don't know what it is. We are. Not I, but you know, that was that was a that was thing of uh, a thing of legend. Um I don't know if uh I don't even know if I retweeted or whatever, but everybody must have seen this. The the video where they had the arrow pointing at Rich Strike when he was way back 17th or 18th in the race like it was on the he made up so much ground from that last turn to the finish line it was it was remarkable you just the path he took he weaved in and out usually the the jockey that was to me dave the the, usually could throw some guy on the back of the horse and it shows how much work these guys actually do and they actually do drive those horses yes the horse is doing 90 90 of the effort and everything else because but the way that jockey, I wish I remember his name and wrote it down. I shouldn't have, I should have, but um, the way he guided that horse in, in, in and out of traffic, it was a sight to behold. It really actually was. And then you've seen it happen and you're like, holy fuck, this thing's got a chance. And then the, the announcer at, at, uh, at the Derby, he didn't even say, say, say rich strike until the very end of the last four seconds of the race. When he saw this, this horse coming at the 21 spot, and 81 odds and breaking all like it just it was unbelievable to watch and I, it's 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 unbelievable to, I, I, I can't even it's it was unbelievable i must have watched that with the arrow clip honestly 10 times it, it was it's fascinating to see the lines because you're looking for the lines that he's going to take and they're not yeah. there and they just opened up and he did it like it was it was remarkable and and to that announcer um, he didn't say <clears throat> the horse's name until the very end, but I totally tipped my hat to him. He probably saw him coming, but he didn't know who it was because he's calling it from what, like he can't have all 21 horses memorized by their silks at the drop of a hat. Especially no, when he's especially 21. Right? You're like, I, this guy's supposed to finish 21st. What right. And, and then uh, I wonder if he must have a spotter with him. I have to assume that. And then, uh, when when Rich Strike was coming over, the guy probably held up a cue card saying that's Rich Strike coming on the inside, something like that. Because I don't know how you could recall that name. Like he wouldn't have he wouldn't have a chance to look down and and see red silks or or whatever red and white. Like yeah. it's so I I gave him full credit for not botching that call, and then he got his name out before he crossed the finish line. No, it, it was, was crazy. The reason why I call it a great sports moment more than than an upset, Dave, is because like like we like I said earlier, um, none of us know enough about horse racing, and most people who watch the Derby, they watch the Derby because it's on once a year, and it's it's something to do. And you you go to a you go to a a, a casino, it's on. You know, just off track betting, and there's this and that and everything else. And if you're at like I know Medicine Hat, um, the casino there, they have off track betting, but it's not really a thing, and so you just watch it and there's an event that happens with it and people show up in their fancy hats and the whole thing the derby um gains a lot of watch watchers because it's a thing to do and that's why i think it's more of a great sporting event than an upset because i'm gonna lay the line 95 percent of people watching derby they don't know what the fuck they're talking about oh no absolutely 95 percent of people in, in the building don't know what they're talking about horse no, racing in ge- horse racing in general people there's 2% of people who involve the horse racing world and they kind of get it, but it's just rich people feeding rich people. 
The, oh, and that's and that's kind of the to the people that are in the know, the degenerate gamblers, the people who live at OTVs and all that yeah. stuff. Never mind the people breeding the horses and raising the horses. Derby Day to them, do you think it's kind of like St. Patrick's Day, New Year's Eve to you and I? Yeah, get off my lawn. Yeah, that's what exactly. What oh, oh, geez, all these assholes are showing up tonight. <laughs> I just want to bet. I just want to bet, 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 bet. Someone's these guys be- are showing up, and also you guys are all race fans. That's exactly Someone's it. in it's, my seat wanting to talk to me. That's a good, good analogy, Dave. That's exactly it, and it's uh, it's great. The uh, and that's why I think it's a great sporting event. Which was what happened on Saturday because. We saw history, and it was it was remarkable. It was it was absolutely remarkable. And I was we were watching it. Deanna and I actually made a point after it was done. We said because we we used to go and watch all the time in the hat at the casino there. Um, when we got in people's way, watching off track betting and everything else, it was a thing to do, <laughs> right? But um, from here on in, throw down twenty on on the like what's twenty bucks? Throw down twenty on that on the on the uh, the biggest dog out there, and who knows. That would have paid you handsomely yesterday. Would have had a pretty nice Mother's Day supper. Sixteen hundred um, bucks on twenty, right there, right? Like it's a, it's a pretty good deal, right there. It's uh, it's astonishing what happened that day. It you, you just then we we got to talking. If you're the owners of Rich Strike, do you call it right now and say we're not running him again? Like you, oh, no, you, ha- you have to, right? But if he goes, if he goes into the Preakness or the Belmont and finishes dead last, all of a sudden his sperm value goes way down. Uh, well, I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of this game, but you know, at, at the end of the day, you have a Kentucky Derby winner, and and there's not a lot of those alive, anyways. Um, there's what 125 of them, but. Um, there's something in there like these you're no joke you win that game and and you're you're a legend for life and especially the way he won it and what happens if he wins now the i don't know what's next the belmont i think the, the belmont no the preakness and the belmont Pre- preakness, preakness and the belmont. is next and then the belmont yeah so why again, we talked we talked about like one year ago today and we can't remember yeah. them in order like to this day yeah another side note uh, it was secretariat the greatest racehorse of all time if he would have been in that race, he would have won by 33 lengths. <laughs> That's how fast he ran that. That's how fast Secretariat was back in the Jesus day. Jesus Murphy. Yeah. They, they, and like I think it's it's without a doubt the single greatest race, racehorse ever to live, right? He holds the records at all three uh triple uh all three races, yeah. It's the horse. I, I mean, I, I mean, it's hard to follow. It's like, it's, I mean, it's whatever it's on. If you, when you follow it, you follow it and I get it. But I, I think like the, the, the amount of press that it gets for me is just the right amount. It's once or it's, it's three races a year. Not even because if like, I'll watch the Preakness because Rich strike is going to, if, if he doesn't race, I'm not going to watch it. Right, but the, the derby starts it, and then it goes to the next one, and it goes to the next one. When it gets to the third race, and you're, if you're if the guy, the guys already or the other horse already lost, and see this guy, there's female horses too, obviously. But I'm not. I think it's just, I think it's a perfect amount of coverage for horse racing. I'll agree with that, I, I, because you know if it was on every Saturday, I wouldn't watch every Saturday. Not one bit, and, and, no, it, would, and it would I have, and it would take the luster away 
from what the Derby is, in yeah. my opinion. And the, and the, and the people that want to watch it, they can watch it. They, you've got your OTBs. I'm imagining there's something else you can watch. And then also there's, there's the entire culture of horse racing, horse raising, horse training that we have no idea about. And it's, 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 it's a millionaire sport. Like you don't even think about that. Like, but yeah. I, I, I don't have, well, I probably could if I, if I chose to, but enough money to feed a fucking horse these days, I guess I put, it can't be more expensive than putting gas in my car. I don't know how much it costs to feed a horse. But then but someone's got to drive the, the feed to the, to the, to your yeah, farm. And, oh. and then you got to tip that guy. And then you got the guy cleaning up. Uh, I think, I think, I think feeding and training donkeys is a lot more than we, we, we want to know. I, oh. it, I, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine. Well, it's, 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 it's a lot, right? Because you got, you need straw, you got to pick up their shit. You like do you feed them oats or you just let them graze or, and then when do you put that cocaine in their lips? Like, how does that work? Have to ask Bobby Baffert those questions. Uh, <laughs> he, he would know more than we do. I don't even how, know how, I don't even have a cocaine guy. I like, how, how, how long is, how long was Bobby Baffert's suspension? The, the sil- silver haired fox. I've had a hate on for him since I was 10 and he looks the exact same thing. I will say this. He doesn't age much with them fucking rifleman glasses and, and the shock of white hair. But uh, he's, he always seems like a horse's ass to me. I've never liked that guy. Yeah. He's uh but <laughs> successful, I guess. I mean, well, we know his else. name. Yeah. Name, yeah. Name, name, the, name the two owners of the horse just one. No, clue. I have no idea. They, the jockey on the horse just won. Miguel. I watched a bit of that. Yeah, he was he was a Spanish guy, or a Mexican. I don't know. Um, the the one owner or trainer, I don't know, but he ain't missing too many meals. He looked like Roy from uh, uh, Wings. Remember that? Yeah. That show Wings. That's what yeah. he looked like. He yeah. had a lot of tie. Yeah, there was. Uh, it was interesting for <laughs> sure. He, he was a little out of place. And they and they got that horse in a claiming thing for thirty grand, and now they're going to be. I mean, they have money, so it's it's you don't you don't get in the derby. You don't have a, a donkey from whoop up down to participate in the derby who's nine and one or four and nine or whatever it is. No, it's I love it once a year. It's it's just enough horse race for me. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you should have put a couple of bucks down, and every year from here on in, me and Deanna are going to put down twenty bucks on the the, the longest shot because. Probably waste 20 bucks every year, but this one would have been a, quite lucrative. Do you know what all of those means? The superfecta, the trifecta, the, the blah, blah, blah. At one point I did because a good friend of mine had a, a degenerate gambler. And then he sat down with me and he actually taught me how to read the program. And there's a shit ton. There's of a lot. There's so much information on that. And, and I can't read it now. I can read a couple of things and know what's going on. But that's it. I like like last year, Deanna and I went to Whoop Up Downs here in Lethbridge, and we spent forty bucks and, and making some not rich, but we we made enough beer money and food money had to, to have an afternoon. And she's very meticulous when it comes to that kind of stuff, so she was actually reading the program and what everything meant. I just get built the the white horse, the brown horse, the black horse, the jockey, but whatever. When when we go once twice a year, that's what we. I just go to the paddocks. 
Yeah. And then, looks, and then I look, that I one like, looks oh, fast. That one, that one looks fast. I like yeah. the cut of that one's Jim. And like then I, you put your money and then you see the odds. And it was like, ah, yeah. back uh, the dog. I would, I would end up picking the jockey a little bit is how I would do it. Cause they, the same jockeys, they run them out every yeah. race. Seven there's only, yeah. There's only 12 jockeys there. Yeah. So I, I would pick the jockey a lot more on that day. We went not what their overall record was on a Tuesday afternoon in the mud. I don't fucking care who knows, but no, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a great, it's a great thing. The Kentucky Derby, it's fun. Here's, here's looking for uh lucky or, or a rich strike to maybe do it again at the Preakness and then the Belmont and see if he can win a triple crown. Cause that, now that would be a story. That would be a story. Because of wasn't Rich Strike, he wasn't even officially in the field to like an hour and a right half. The bitter end, yeah. yeah. And so that, yeah, that would be something else. Um, you know, Lethbridge is lucky that we do have like live horse racing's a gas. I I've never once it put is. any money on OTB. Uh though that's not true. I have done it in the Kentucky Derby, the the big three. I have done it <laughs> on those in the past. But uh but watching live horses. On a nice afternoon, when it's oh, sunny, oh man, it's listen, fun. I like going right to the rail and listening to them thunder down to the finish yeah. line. Like, no, that's, it's that's fun. a lot of fun. I get a, I get a charge out of that. It's starting here in Lethbridge right away, isn't it? At, uh, I believe this week, a long weekend. First, I think it starts. Yeah, yeah. Oh. You know, so uh, what's it? The Rocky Mountain Turf Club. Maybe, yeah. uh, maybe if uh, we keep mentioning that, that we can. Uh, See some sponsorship coming that way. You never know. Keep talking with the Rocky Mountain Turf Club here. Rocky in Mountain Turf. Uh, whoop Turf up down. Uh, whoop up down. <laughs> there you go. The 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beers, sports talk, and a whole lot more. 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beers, sports talk, and a whole lot more. Dave, the Stanley Cup playoffs are happening. And here in Canada, we got a tale of three cities. You got a team that's pan- a, a city that's panicking. You got a city that's like, well, we're fine. And you got a city that's like, oh, I'm not really exactly sure what's going on here. Um, it's funny because all teams are in still pretty good shape. Edmonton and, and Toronto are, are 2-2 right now uh, within their series. Calgary's at 2-1. They're leading their game right now against Dallas. And they haven't played well, and they're, they're down 2-1. Calgary seems to be a, a team right now that has the most confidence, and they're the one that's actually behind in their series. Whereas Toronto, they're perpetually panicking. And Edmonton's like, oh, Jesus, I don't know what's going on here. The team that's down seems to have the most confidence in their city. I think that's a, a twofold thing. Um, a, the the Calgary, uh, Dallas, like, score some fucking goals. These one nothing, 2 nothing games. Like, yeah. When they're one nothing, two nothing games, it, they they could go either way. The fact that we haven't seen overtime in this series is a little bit remarkable as well. Because I'm not saying they're playing bad. I'm not saying that for for a millisecond. But it is somewhat boring hockey in stretches. These teams are so defensive minded and just good at it that it 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 takes a little bit away from the excitement of the game. So I, I do find this series a little bit boring to watch at times. Even though, yeah, Calgary's taking it to him tonight, though. Like uh 36-19 shot differential in the second. It's 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 a bit. And, and seven hundred thousand dollar goaltender stopping him, you know, like it's it's it, crazy. It's, yeah. it's just one of those things. And like so yeah, the 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 
all the things point to Calgary still winning this series. Like this goalie can't stay hot for this long. The Dallas can't maintain this mojo for this long, but you never know. It's the first round and they might run out of gas in the second round against Colorado. Who knows? Well, I don't think it matters what Colorado's taking care of business against uh, Nashville. They're just a, a machine. They're just flying. Uh, you look at a team like Toronto and Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Man, they look so good in game one. It looks so good in game three, but two and four, not good at all. Last night was a, it was an abysmal effort. And listen to the guys on uh, on Hockey Night in Canada afterwards. They, I have never. I'm not a big Kelly Rudy guy. He's massively like I think he's a great, like a super nice guy, friendly. Like he seems like a nice person. But to me, he's always been master of the obvious throughout his 20-year broadcasting career. He never says anything groundbreaking. He's like, yeah, the sky's, the sky's blue. All right, man. Not that said, I'm blaming the players, but. And then, but, yeah. But he said something last night that he basically said, I, I, was, I had belief in the Toronto Maple Leafs that they were going to get out of this. But every time that I do that, they don't. Maybe this is who they are. Maybe this is just who the Leafs are. And so then we got talking last night at, at, uh, at the, the homeland with mom and Deanne. Deanne's a huge Leafs fan and her family is. Is it, is it a systematic problem that they just have there? Like, is it just what it is? Because they, they went and got Tavares and he, he sucks. He actually sucks. Oh, he's ridiculously overpaid right now. He doesn't do anything. And then you you have Nylander who floats into the corner to not go get the forecheck and get the puck. You have Matthews who was, hasn't done anything at all in the in, in this round. Is it just a systematic problem? Is it an organizational situation they that they have in Toronto that this is just who they are, and you and you can't change it? Like I because to to finish where they did in the, in the standings and to be doing what they're doing last night because they, they've had chances to go up three, one, four or up three, one to close series out in the, in the, in a recent past. And they just don't. And yes, it's not the player's fault for what happened in 2004 that are playing now, but it can't be a fucking coincidence. It's every fucking year they do this. Why can't it be a coincidence? It's, it's, There's streaks like you think about the the Boston Red Sox organization. You know, they win 100 years without a title. And 
it's not like they had shitty teams. They had kicks at the cat all the time. And I understand it's hard, but you got to be really good and get some breaks. And then once it falls into place, it falls into place. And that's what happened with the Boston organization. Once they finally broke that curse, then, well, like they broke the curse against the Yankees in the ALCS that year. That yeah. taught them that they could win. And then uh, I don't know who they played. I, I want to say St. Louis or something. Yeah, but they, St. Louis. They, St. Louis. Yeah, and they rolled them. Like it was, it was just, it was, this was destiny. This is going to happen. And once players believe, then they can make it happen. I don't know how you instill belief in a team, in a franchise, in an organization, but I could only imagine all the words that are unsaid in corporate office and, and in the hallways and stuff like that. It's just like, okay, we're not even going to, we're in the playoffs. We're excited. We're really happy about the, our chances, but we're not going to talk about it at all because we don't want to be let down. And then, you know, and then that feeds on itself and negative energy, even though you really want it to happen. It's just like, please don't. Anytime you're thinking don't, if you're not positive, you're thinking, don't let this happen again. Don't let this happen again, as opposed to, I know we're going to win. I, I feel we're going to win. Let's win. Let's just get out there and win. Do you, and Deanne brought up last night, Dave, and do you think that teams like, and the Yankees are part of that now too, but do you think that these major teams like the Leafs, so the Yankees, um, who else do you want to speak of? Any NFL team, really. Um, do you think they're a lot more of a corporation than they are a sports franchise now. And winning is important, but it's almost secondary. And that there's an, a, a, a hidden agreement a little bit that when you do sign with these teams that, okay, this is how we do business and we're doing business. And if we win great, but if we don't, well, that's fine too. From organization to organization, I, I 100% believe that, that mindset because you know, you look at a team like Miami, you look at a team like Cleveland, like Detroit, like uh, Minnesota, they say they want to win, but like, what are you really doing a fucking win here? Jacksonville, Houston, the last 10 years, like it's, it's just even Dallas, Dallas can fuck right off. You know, it's like business, it's, it's business. We're, we're the most valuable franchise out here and we're going to just do our thing. I own this building and and I'm Jerry Jones and you're not, you know, it's yeah. Dan Snyder with the Washington team. Like they're, I can't believe they haven't announced he has, they're going to force him to sell that team yet. Cause he has to sell that team. There's no doubt after, after stealing money from his former owners, like the owners will overlook a lot of transgressions, but they're not going to let anybody steal from them. Nobody. Yeah, you just you, you watch the 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 fan the fan bases how they're they're so passionate, especially in Canada here right now with the playoffs going on. And there's even like if you're if you're a Penguins fan, they're they're rolling through the Rangers, which was un, unexpected. And the Rangers haven't been relevant since well, with it what was '94 that they won. They went to the finals in 2010, I think it was. But these major these major franchises have been around forever with a lot of dough. They don't seem to do much. They they really don't. Like it, and and that's and that's not an opinion based. They don't really seem to do anything, and it, it's it's just 
Is the business end of things more important? And do you, do you think the players, okay, um, how do I word this? Are the players kind of in on it? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's so much harder to do this in the NHL and the NFL because of the salary cap system. So like regardless of have or have not and how valuable your franchise is, you only have this, a certain amount of dollars to spend on, on players. And you can't Vegas miss the playoffs this year. And they're, and they're like their office front office is trying harder than everybody. Yeah. And they missed the playoffs and they had some bad luck with, with injuries and what have you. I don't. Yeah. This year has been an odd year. I can't really speak to it with this year's uh, NHL season because for as good as some teams are and as good as the, the teams that have made the playoffs, there was a lot of dogs this year too, way more than normal. Like half the, like, like we've said it before in the Eastern conference, there was half the teams were out of it. A third of the teams were out of it by November and the playoffs were basically set by new year's day because there's so Pretty many much, yeah. teams. here and there. Yeah. But yeah, it was, and I don't know if that's teams tanking and saving money and, and, and gearing up to sign free agents. I don't know. We'll find out next year, yeah. but it, but in the, specifically in the East, like, well, excuse me, there's, there's no turnover there. I think the Islanders, Islanders are the only team that uh, did make the playoffs that were in the playoffs last year. Pretty, I think so. Yeah, and they fired their coach today. Barry Trotz was given the gate by uh, Lou Lamarillo, which is a bit reasons. of a head trick. That yeah. was a weird one. I didn't understand that because Trotz is a good coach, and you know they started the season off 13 games in the road because of uh, the building not being done and everything else. It was uh, that was and an odd firing. Co- yeah, they had COVID, and the COVID, and everything else. And there was yeah, that was an odd, an odd firing. Because, yeah, I, I thought that one was crazy. Uh, out of the three teams, Canadian teams, Dave, which one's going to advance or which two or which three or none or between Calgary, Edmonton, and Toronto? I think I think both Calgary and Edmonton win their series. I don't know about Toronto. I, I actually wouldn't mind them doing it. I, I kind of want them to do it. But I don't, I don't, I don't trust them at all. I don't think anyone trusts Toronto at all. No, and that's the problem too. Like nobody, nobody believes in us. And then, and then if you if if you take that to heart, but why don't why can't they use it as bulletin board material? Like no one believes. Like let's show them. Let's shut them up. But then, like you say, you see these little things on the ice by by big name players. Not aren't... paying the not paying the price. You got to pay the fucking price. If you don't want to pay the price, Tavares is horseshit. He's yeah. absolute horseshit. He's and horseshit. I and I don't know. And then like and then they're only paying him nine million dollars a year for five oh, more 11. years. Eleven. Well, like for literally four more years. No. Yep. That's gonna be a hard contract to lose. Well, and then Deanne got talking last night. She's the least fancy into God lover and everything else, but. Um, she, the, the heart and the and the leadership for eleven million bucks, I'll bring Wendell Clark out of retirement for four hundred grand. Put him in the dressing room. The, the leadership and heart don't mean fuck all for eleven million bucks. That's not what you're doing for eleven million bucks. You're mm-hmm. scoring goals and you're winning hockey games. Eleven million bucks ain't leadership and heart. 
you're making a difference on the field. Give it like your leadership, like Kelly Buckberger. Yeah. We'll get big yeah. Bucky out of retirement. Yeah. You bring Bucky with his four goals and eight. He assists. was good though. Eh? With those Oiler teams, I yeah. loved him. He'd block shots with his coconut between him and Ryan Smith and those 90s teams and the Oilers. They didn't win fuck all, but they, they went around, which is more than the Leafs ever done. They'd win around and then they, they weren't suspected. Like, and the goaltending care great, but Buckberger and Smith, those teams were so fun to watch. Bucky out there on the PK and the point, and like he was like, like he was like, 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 like he was Tommy Salo out there. It was like he was playing a fucking net, trying to yeah. like, you're not getting it by me. And yeah, he was, he's a table hockey goalie out there. No, he was fun <laughs> to watch. Was, oh, I, I, I got, uh, I got Calgary winning. I got Edmonton winning. I got Toronto losing in six. Yeah, I, I have no faith in Toronto. And and I'm not going to say it out loud, but I I would be surprised if we saw them in the second round. How's that? Yeah, I don't see Toronto. I want Toronto to win because I'm, I'm a Leafs guy from back in the early, early 80s. But uh, I don't see them winning. Just Tampa's just Tampa. And they, they turned it on last night and they, they gave the Leafs a pat in the head and said, fuck off. But that's also been a really weird series. Blowouts on either side. Yeah. Like neither like goal has I, been good. Yeah, let's see a close game. And then and then maybe instead of flipping a coin and who's gonna be hot tonight, because yeah, it's it's been routes every night, yeah. but just on different sides of the coin. So it'd be interesting to see that series really take a true tone and have some momentum going one way or the other. It would be fun to see some Canadian teams play in the playoffs, uh like not you know, if you, you got a Calgary Edmonton or a or a Stanley Cup final, which I, is never going to happen this year with the Leafs in Toronto, Leafs in Calgary, but it would be fun, but we're not going to see it. But anyways, it's uh, been a good playoff. It's been enter- entertaining so far. Um, the game's been great. The Rangers, man, oh man, are they shit the bed against the that Crosby's still fucking good, eh? Oh, he is such a good oh, hockey oh. player. He's awesome. He like. I I go on, man. He was skating around tonight, and then on Saturday night, he was doing figure eights and skating, and we had the puck, and they were and they were chasing that old man, and they couldn't get him. That guy is top five all time. He is I, unbelievable. I pity the fool that doesn't respect uh, Sidney Crosby as an all time great. Yeah. It's it's like because you know anybody that good is going to have their haters, but he's still playing this game in an crazy elite level yeah. and his teammates fucking love him and he chirps and gets gives guys face washes and he's not afraid he to play him hard man like yeah he's, he's a hockey player yeah no he's been unbelievable and they they blew the rangers out tonight shesterkin had a rough night there but yeah no it's plus it's been great so far first round like we said last week the first round is always a lot of fun to watch and there's a lot of good hockey going on and just uh, hopefully it carries on it starts to drag on midway through the second and the third round and you don't really watch a whole bunch more but it's been fun thus far hopefully a canadian team can make it through the uh second round i got two of the three i got both of our teams going through the leafs i have them done by uh wednesday night thursday yeah night. Well, and then you know it, it's gonna be it would be so exciting to have the battle of alberta because if calgary and edmonton win then we have our first battle of alberta in, was that how it works in 30 years do you bet oh i haven't there- because they're in the Pacific. How it all works out and everything. Because it's no, this it's, team plays that team is something I, I I've never understood it. Yeah, like so if Calgary and Edmonton win, that's who plays next round. 
Well, and here's hoping they both win. There might be a... Uh, you bet. Then this province is going to be a fucking tire fire as far as hockey allegiance goes. Because that's gonna... what we need in this province is more people angry at each other. Anyways, 1420 well, not... Sports Podcast. Four Mirror Sports Talk and a whole lot more. Don't be angry. And if you're going to the games, make sure you use SeatGeek at SeatGeek.com and 1420 Pod. That's 1420 Pod. You get 20 bucks off your tickets. Dave, will you put a jersey on? If Why there would I is, put a jersey? Uh, if, there, if there's a game six, Oilers Flames, are you bringing the jersey out of retirement? I'm not saying no. I have an old school Oilers jersey up in my thing. I haven't dusted it off, but I know where it hangs. And that hasn't, those threads hasn't, haven't seen uh, my bod in, ooh, fuck, a long time. I don't think I've worn that. I think I brought that jersey over on a hanger from my old house to this house. This is how long it's been. I, uh, I, I've been sporting the Derlego uh, Leafs jersey this week during the playoffs. And they, I, I'm one and one so far with that one. Uh, Deanne Tavares jersey's uh, two and two. Uh, she's, she had high hopes. But anyways. We'll see I, what happens. I will put money on it that you will have that. What, is there a name on the jersey? No, I don't buy names with jerseys. I don't. I don't like putting names on jerseys. I hate it. I'm a. I'm a fan on the the name on the front. Name the front more important. Name the back. You got that right. In fact, on that note, I remember a couple well a while ago, a month or two ago, I bitched that you couldn't buy a a Canadian uh, men's national team jersey. Did you find one? Yes, you can. They were in stock then. You can't buy one without a name on the jersey. Davies. Are they all Davies? No, well, no. You have, it have, it's Davies and and David, and uh, and then or custom. Just do whatever you want. Yeah. So the jersey I bought, I I did a custom jersey, Canada, twenty two. There you go. Going to the World Cup. We'll talk about that in upcoming shows for sure. Fourteen twenty sports podcast. Four beer sports talking a whole lot more. 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer sports talking a whole lot more. Dave, we're about a sixth of the way into the baseball season right now. And uh, the biggest glaring, um, other than the blackout thing we've talked about and the streaming service we talked about and everything else, but on the field that uh, it's got a big thing is the baseball. And it's not just me and you talking about it. It's uh, other people. Uh, Fixed Baseball's talked about it. That's Baseball's talked about it. Uh, the guys on our Twitter accounts have talked about it. Um, the ones, and then Alex Manoa yesterday, he was talking about a picture for the Jays, how they're just, the, the grip isn't right. Like, just something wrong with the ball. Um, why does baseball insist on kicking themselves in the foot by changing a game that's a thousand years old that wasn't really ever broken? Yes, I get it. Technology's a thing, but. I don't understand why you need to change the game on a, on a year to year basis. In fact, Dave, I remember in 2000, I got two things here in 2019, the playoffs, like I watched a lot of Yankee games, a ton. Like I watched all of them and I know the trajectory of a ball when it's going to leave the ballpark at Yankee stadium. There was a, there was a hit by DD Gregorius in the playoffs against the Astros. That was a home run. The ball changed from the be, be, between the and the regular season of the playoffs. The ball changed, and that ball didn't leave the field. 
it's happening again. I saw it yesterday with Giancarlo Stanton. He hit a ball so fucking hard. Didn't leave the ball. Didn't leave the ballpark. And it, they talk about it a lot throughout baseball. Not just I'm not just a Yankee guy, but throughout baseball. And like I said, Manoa talking about the grip of a ball and balls aren't flying out. Dave, why do you think baseball feels the need to do this? I understand how they think they might be able to change the game because like you, you and I bitch all the time about analytics and it's either a strikeout or a home run and there's no station to station baseball anymore. And, and which is a good thing about baseball, the station to station, the fundamentals, as opposed to all these guys that are at the, at the dish, just taking their, taking their swings. They can't do fuck all in the field. Like there's errors and, and they're not fundamentally sound in the field. You can see those, these kind of errors all the time by, by, by players that aren't really tuned into playing defense and, and zoned in the defense because you don't have to play defense when you're, when you're fucking hitting home runs. So I understand baseball wanting to go back to this, trying to promote this station to station baseball. What makes the me, play and everything else. Yeah, I get what it. What makes me scratch my fucking head. If this is what you do, if this is what you want to do and what we're going to do is fuck with the baseball a little bit, don't just fuck with the baseball. Tell everybody, hey, guys, we're going to fuck with the baseball. We're changing We're going to make it dead. Because an article I read about that today is that, you know, it's not perceived. This is real. All these analytic geeks are losing their brain because the players are hitting it with the exit of velocity and the launch angle and blah, blah, and blah, blah, and blah, blah. And these all should have been home runs. These exact same hit balls at this exact speed at this exact angle was a home run this year. Last year. And now it's not. See, so, you know, change your game. I get it. But tell everybody. Don't like, because last year we had this huge conversation on them using juice balls and dead balls in different games. Depending yeah. on depending actually, on they got you mentioned that it, it, it's been there was a guy from the Mets. I can't remember, it doesn't matter who, who it is in the Mets. He said that he knows there's a difference in baseballs if it's a nationally televised game or a regional televised game. Like if it's if it's Mets on ESPN on a Sunday night, the baseball's different. See, and then and, and, and these guys don't this is their job. They, they they play with baseballs all day, every day. They know. They know the sound of it off the bat. They know. So for when the players go out and say something, why does Major League Baseball say we're trying different baseballs? Because if you change it, fine. Change the fucking ball. That's fine. But don't be surprised when offense is down because a, a hitter's not going to change his approach, which I hate that fucking word. He's not going to change his approach at the plate because his launch angles has been like this for how many years? Like he's learned how to swing, swing his bat like this. So why not tell the players, tell the owners, tell the fucking GMs, tell the world the baseball is different because we don't want to see as many home runs. Tell yes. Well, if, if the NHL says like we want to increase scoring, so we're going to make the puck a little bit smaller. Like, and then like, 
Well, you think about it. Fucking do that. We're gonna make hockey did it. Hockey did it when they they changed the rules. They said there's no more clutching and grabbing. We need to get more scoring. Mm -hmm. So they actually they said we're changing the rules for this. Why is baseball feeling need to buy the company which is Rawlings and hide it and pretend nothing's going on when everyone knows there's something going on? Everyone. It shows me what a fucking slipshod group is running baseball from every single, I won't say every single owner, from the owners all the way up to Rob Manfred. Like, what a goddamn joke. Like, you know, at, at least we understand that the commissioners of the leagues are now working for the owners, not for the betterment of the game, which it used to be. They're working for the owners. Which tells me the owners went to Manfred and said, you got to do something about this fucking ball. Like, because people are bitching because there's too many home runs. It's like, it's, it's, it's just swing and miss. So we got to do something about that. And then so like, okay, fuck, what can I do about it? Okay, I'll just deaden the ball. But now all these franchises have built their roster and development and scouting system and, and, and farm system all about plate approach and launch angles and swing and swing speed and, and blah, blah. And like they're, they're not, they've, they've lost the fundamental, the, excuse me, as to the first point I was making about the fundamentals and, and being uh, and, and having the, the baseball IQ to make the proper play in the field every time and on the base paths. Oh yeah. You know, that's important now again, I'm sorry. We should have told you. Like I, I don't I don't understand. I just make don't sense understand. To me either. Like it doesn't leave it, leave it or change it and tell people you're changing it. And like it, and it, it doesn't hurt logic? anything. Yes. But they, they they told us they, they told us they were changing the rules for for um for PED guys. Fine. Yep, it's illegal now. It was it wasn't like McGuire and Sosa, it, it wasn't illegal. They changed the rules and they told us. And trainings, there's a guy on second base now. So we can Here's the rule. Simple. Yep. But to change to, to, to have a different baseball to buy Rawlings and change the baseball on a it doesn't even seem to be on a a, a, a monthly basis, a weekly basis. You don't know what you're, you're dealing with. I, I don't get it. You know, and then now too many people are be are, are bitching, okay. Let's take out those bouncier, the 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 bouncier balls again. But and we'll put them in, but we're not gonna tell anybody. Like fuck. Like that's what I don't understand is is the secrecy and just releasing the new balls upon. And I, I in this article I read as well now, like every every stadium is required to store the baseballs in a humidor. Yeah. So regardless, yeah. So regardless of where you are, they're they're the same. They're dryness. supposed to be. They're supposed to be. Yeah chemically something whatever whatever yeah. so regardless if you're playing in florida or or arizona the ball itself the integrity is not altered by the humidity or whatever they're supposed to be all dry i like i don't know i well then what they what happens is is in like they get umpires are supposed to do it but they don't in the major leagues um they get the clubhouse guys to rub them with mississippi mud so they rub them up, but then by the time the, the, the clubhouse guy gets the ball of the fourth or fifth case of balls, he's like, I'm fucking done with this. I'm not doing this. And it's just a ball. Like it, it so then you get Manoa throwing a guy's head and you get six Mets being hit in the head already this year. Like it, it, there's no consistency in, in, in the, the object in question. And, and that's, and that's the problem you, you, you're going to have in baseball. Um, 
once again, is it because Major League Baseball is a corporation and they don't know the game's the most important thing to me, but to them, is the game the most important? Absolutely not. And I just don't like, I don't understand the logic, but why would they fuck around with it now? Like, like why fuck around with it just for the sake of fucking around? Because the right group of like, and who tells Manford or Manfred to do this? Or does he do it on himself? Like, or is there a committee? Like, is this on paper someplace? Is it in the minutes of Major League Baseball head office that we're going to uh, make a, a deader ball for for this year? And then who else well, shouldn't we tell anybody? Like, this, there had to be a goddamn meeting. The people that work in the ball factory don't. And who cares? There's too many home runs. Get better pitching then. Who cares? I didn't stop watching. Like, right. who cares? Like, but, uh, whatever. Get better. Like, who cares? And then, but you know, I care. I care because my son's a young ball player and I want him to see station to station baseball. I want him to see. Uh, slick fielding plays. I want him to see all that stuff. No, I, I would rather. I agree. I agree, 100%. So but, I care. But then pitch better. I don't I don't know. It, it's just, it's odd. It's the whole thing's odd. Baseball, between changing the fucking, how they they, they stream their TV shows or, or the games, everything else, and the baseballs, it's a bit of a mess for, for whatever reason. I mean, it's, a, it's still the greatest game in the world to me, but it just seems to be just, they trip on themselves worse than any other sports franchise uh, or sports organization in the world. I, I don't, I don't get it. It's a shitty run league. It is a shitty run league. And, and, and I think more so than any other, like uh, we have our problems with the NBA, but the NBA obviously has it figured out south of the border because their numbers are always high. And, and even though I'm not two of those eyes on that screen, I get it. I, I do kind of get it. And and they're making shit tons of money. Baseball is just now 12 teams a year out of the 30 are, are going for it. And everybody else just will see what happened and just give me my check and, and we'll see you on Tuesday. Yeah, Thursday night we'll uh, we'll go through the teams that are already out. We'll we'll, we'll start that. We'll we'll get a, a Rick Award guy going for the baseball season. We'll get that going again, and we'll go through a uh, Teams that are already out that aren't making the playoffs, you, you probably have. We're we're at one sixth the season of uh, the way in the season, and there's probably ten teams that are already out. Well, I agree with that because easily you know, ten. Yeah, one of them might be your Bow Sox. They got the same kind of rec- record as uh, the Orioles. The Cincinnati Reds are only three wins behind the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> the Reds have won. The Reds have won three out of four. <laughs> oh, they won again tonight because they were they won again four tonight. yesterday. Oh, okay, yeah, they yeah. won again tonight. So they're not far. They're not that far behind the Boston Red Sox. Fuck the Reds. The historic, the historically bad Reds. But you know, it's early. It's early. It's not early for some teams. It's getting late early. In the playoffs, yeah. Anyways, 1420 Sports Podcast, four beers, sports talk, and a whole lot. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD 
That's 1420POD to receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. Dave, we started this show about 20, 22 months ago, 21 months ago, whatever it is. And uh, we're now at show 200. I had a couple of shows here and there. Plus, we had our Major League Baseball and our Super Bowl things and stuff. But this is show, show 200 of the 1420 podcast, uh, May 9th, 2022. Been quite the ride. We learned a lot uh, since show, show about 68, I think it was, when Jim took over the, uh, the sound of everything, making sure we uh, sound a little better than, than we usually do. We had some rough things along along the way, but man, we're 27,000 downloads into this thing. We've got a pretty good following. We got uh, 34 states who listen to us on a pretty consistent basis down in the in, in uh, our American friends. Every province we get people listen to us. 21 different countries. We got a few things on YouTube here and there. Uh, sponsorship with YouTube. We've uh, we've grown a little bit, my friend, uh, since we started doing this uh, in August of 2020. We have, and 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 like I said at the beginning of the show, I am I am proud of our. I don't know if you call it uh, uh, dedication or foolhardiness, but nonetheless, it's it's been a lot of fun doing uh, doing this every uh, two times a week, and and I really appreciate everybody that does take time out of their day to listen to two fools uh, spout whatever it is we're spouting here gibberish gibberish but at least i i think we do entertain you know and that's, meaningful entertaining gibberish we we actually we we mean no harm we we might uh be absolutely off base sometimes but i i think it's all in the name of uh entertainment and 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 trying to uh put smiles on pe- people's faces because you know once i get here and sit in the chair if I'm not going off on what I think is wrong with whatever I think is wrong at that time, the other parts that come down my mouth is just trying to make you laugh. And that's yeah, that. we're by no means solve the problems <laughs> of the sporting world by any means. We're just trying to put some, uh, put, you know, put some uh, good things in people's ears. Some better to listen to the voice in their own head. Uh, Dave, over the last week, we did like, the, we'll talk about the last hundred shows. Um, one of the ones that I'm the most proud of uh, to this moment it's 52 shows ago, uh, whether we were right or wrong or indifferent, but our opinions were very strong on it, was uh, show 148 of the Chicago Blackhawk situation. We did that back in, Jesus, fucking October, I guess it was, end of October, early November. That was one of our better ones that got a lot of hits over the uh, over the interweb. Uh, any thoughts on what one of your favorite ones was? Because that, that one, to me, was one of mine. Um. As to that one, I, I think that was a, a bit of an odd one for us because we were serious because it is a serious co- topic that needed it didn't need to get addressed. Everybody else addressed it, but we 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 took it on head on, and I thought we I thought we we brought our opinions to a very serious subject, and 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 we stood by our opinions, and we had takes and. It's not always easy to do that when it's a, a difficult topic to talk about. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, a lot, lot going on in the hundred and the, the last hundred shows for sure. The, the, now we're at two hundred, and who knows what the future is going to hold for us? We got some other things planned in the very near future. Summer's coming up. We're going to change our schedule around a little bit with baseball with Jasper and me. I got my 
Wimble stuff going on and everything else. So, but uh, here's the next 100. And we hope we can keep going strong. Things are going quite well for the uh, 1420 podcast for sure. Uh, Dave, one thing we came up with, I can't remember what show it was when we came around to doing it, but uh, one of my favorite things, I think it became just a, a simple thing. We, we became, um, we were friends for a long time. And uh, yes, we do disagree with each other on a consistent basis, but we do agree with each other uh, a lot because that, that's some well, friends do that. Um, one thing I, I think it's you or me, or I can't remember who came up with it, but it was we we're agreeing too much. And so I just came up with this who is better because it's yes, this guy or that guy. And so it's that simple. And I, my, my goal on it was to just disagree with you no matter what you said. It was my thought process on it, but it actually turned out to be a very good segment. So uh, we'll just do this. Who is better? I got a dozen here. I think if we get through and we get through, if we don't, we don't, we'll, but we'll go through it. Who is better? Really, really simple. People seem to like it. I get a, we get a lot of feedback on the Twitter, Twitter machine and Facebook and Instagram and everything else. So Dave, you ready for who is better? I am. Actually, before we get to who is better, who's a bigger nozzle? Jose Canseco. Or Jose Bautista. Well, you got to give longevity con- to Conseco because the the nerve of that guy doing what he's doing. Uh, Bautista's just been a douchebag. Yeah, but I guess like, I'm gonna I'm gonna give longevity and I'm gonna give the ring to uh, Jose Conseco on this one just for longevity because and he to was- throw teammates under the bus and books and weird and stuff and. Yeah. And just try to make a living. Like I don't, don't yeah. I can't stand Jose Bautista. I can't stand him. Never like enough with his stretching and yoga and this, like just an idiot. But yeah, Canseco's a bigger nozzle. The way he he threw uh, his fellow Bash brother under the bus and everything else. I mean, uh, McGuire's a bit of a nozzle himself, but yeah, I would go Canseco just for how long he's been a nozzle yeah yeah the, the consistent basis of nozzlery over two three plus decades right now yeah because he was a nozzle then like in 91 92 yeah he's been that way for a long time uh good to, to an uh, actor and an athlete here a uh, couple guys that uh, one guy's known for partying a little bit one guy actually they're both known for partying a little bit who is better Robert Downey Jr. or Rob Gronkowski? Uh, I'm going to take Gronk because I think Gronk Gronk makes me laugh. He really does. He don't mean to uh, hurt nobody. He don't mean to hurt nobody. He's a party animal. Uh, well, he he he. That's his public persona, right? And he plays it really. You well. You wonder what he's really like, or like, or does he sleep a lot? Like he gives I, I, her and then has a nap. He clearly is a physical specimen. He's one of the best tight ends of all time. Injuries is the only thing that that might slow him down and has slowed him down. You can't live the lifestyle he portrays and still be an all-world tight end in the NFL. It's impossible, especially at that size. And I have read articles like all his expenses. He hasn't touched. He he hasn't touched any of his NFL earnings in his career. He's he's lived on his uh, endorsements, and that's what he said. I don't know, believe it or not, but he seems 
he plays the meathead really quite well. He's he's stiffler at American Pie. I think Rob Gronkowski could be from Fort McLeod. The way it turns, like he he's pretty fun guy. Downey Jr. Um, issues grievances, major concerns. He spent jail in time for being a heroin addict. Like you know, good for him for getting his life back on track. But you know, if 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 Gronkowski was ever a heroin addict, he, he we wouldn't even know his name. Oh, there you go. Uh, next one here. Let's go down the list here. Uh, sportscaster legend, legend, Bob Costas, or a guy that uh, I don't know your your thought process on this one. Bob Marley. Who is better, Bob Marley or Bob Costas? That's a good. Marley is a good because I was as soon as you said Bob Costas, I was going to say Bob Costas. I don't care which Bob you come up with. Still Bob Costas. Bob Marley, I like I like a lot. I love being on vacation or hanging out when I'm hanging out. Like Bob Marley's greatest hits is one of my favorite things to listen to when I'm going to let the backbone slide in the afternoon. And, and that's what I want to do. I'm not a Marley guy. Those three songs he has, whatever, man. Like it just, it's, it's overrated. It's cool. Cause it's cool. Like it's cool. Cause someone said it's cool. I, I think Bob Costas is a legend. I think Bob Marley's is popular because it's popular. I, that's that's I, my. I, it, it's not just now. I've thought that since I was into first. I first saw that record in 1985, his greatest hits or whatever it was. I've never been a Marty guy. It's on. I won't turn it off every time, but there's times I'm like I'm good. No, I've never turned off Bob Marley, and I own Bob Marley, and I and I and I do choose to put Bob Marley on it on occasion. Really. Yeah. Well, you're you're a 420, not a 1420 guy. So maybe yeah, it's, I'm a 420 it, guy. Maybe it's that. that. Maybe maybe it is that. Who knows? I'm just I'm just. Well, Bob Marty was Jimmy Buffett before Jimmy Buffett. Don't compare the two. Okay. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett's way better than Bob Marty, and that ain't close. We'll get into that one on another show one day. Uh, let's do this one. Uh, Richard Sherman. Or Family Feud host Richard Dawson. Richard Dawson, Richard A. Richard Sherman can can fuck right off. Hey, do, you, never do, like do, do you dislike Richard Sherman more than you like Richard Dawson? Oh yeah, like but I couldn't name, I could name any Richard there, and it was Richard no matter what instead of Sherman. Yes, but. Richard Dawson kicks ass. Like I, the tuxedo, I, like I the, the kissing the, the woman every time. Kissing every oh woman. yeah. And I, I, it's funny you mentioned that. I don't know where I, where I, what article I was reading, but uh, Richard Dawson actually married a girl he kissed in the aisle. Like oh, really? The, yeah, she was single. It's not like he broke up a marriage or anything like that. But they had a little like thing, and then he ended up marrying someone that he met while kissing him. What do you think the, the kind of cake those game show hosts back in the 70s and 80s made a year? Like, what were they making? Whoa. Any idea? I would have zero idea, but I would imagine it'd be like $70,000 a year in free parking. Like, I have no idea. I have idea. no idea. Yeah. I think of this, uh, not all the time, but I always think of it every time, like, uh, the, the throwback and retro things I follow on Twitter. And every now and then they'll have uh, Battle of the Network Stars. Oh, I love that. That that, that I so can't did that, I. that went away. 
ABC, and but because he can't afford it now because the, the stars are making too much money. Like, I'm not going to get up there and, and, and sit in a dunk Go to the mud pit or whatever. Or, or yeah. have a tug of war. Or, or I'm not going to embarrass myself on national TV. No, but like, because Mary Hart made a good living in the 80s, right? She was I mean, on she TV has- a lot. She has Dodger tickets to this day. Like, so, and, and she wasn't on every, yeah, every day. But game shows had spots. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I have no idea. Like, why was, why was, uh, like, uh, I have no idea. Why was, know. like, uh, uh, shoot, like, now I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Gabe Kaplan, um, the Mr. Cotter, he was yeah. on. Heather Locklear, Heather, the other Heather was on it. Catherine Bach, the Duke boys were on it. And those are major TV shows. Yeah. You knew yeah. everybody that was on it. And maybe because if they did it now, not enough people watch network TV. Like I wouldn't know. The insurance too, probably, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know. So Richard Dawson. Uh, let's find another one here. Uh, oh. This one's close. Mark, who is better, Mark Cuban or Mark Messier? Uh, I'm going to take Mess because that was my glory days of the Oilers, and I loved Messier. I even cheered for him when he won one for the for the Rangers. He was just awesome. He was he was a guy I like to cheer for. He played the game the right way. Mark Cuban could be my favorite billionaire. I don't know a lot of them. And when I say I don't, I know, I mean, read a lot about him. Uh, Cuban seems to have his feet still on the ground, a little still, whack. Yeah, I yeah. don't, I don't agree with everything he says, but he still seems to. He's passionate about his sports teams and he, what yeah. he does. And he doesn't seem like a nozzle. No. Like he's not out there. Like he's, his, his headspace isn't in the clouds. He just, oh. He's just doing his thing. Yeah. And you know what? And and I like to think that's the way I was. I don't know. Obviously, he makes money doing other things. And, and his influence and opinion do mean something. But he's not hell-bent on turning his, whatever, $5 billion into $70 billion. Yeah, whatever. I got, I got enough. I'm good. Yeah, he's not working on world domination. It seems like he does try and want to make the world a bit of a better place instead of just being a look at me look at me look at me i agree i i i, I like him like i think he's fine he's he's passionate what he does he has a good time with what he's doing and he's not looking for world domination right like he, he seems all right to me like a, and i've never been a messy guy i don't know what it is i have no idea i just he's okay like he's not Yes, he has like this many points in his career, but I've just never been, been a Messier guy. I, I don't know what it is. I just, he's okay. No, I liked and, him when he had hair. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like in high school? Yeah, seriously, when I was <laughs> in high a, school. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah. Uh, let's find another one here. Uh, this will be near and dear to Deanne's heart. She doesn't listen anymore. But anyways, uh, one of her favorites, actually one of her all-time favorites, David Bowie. Or uh, Dave Grohl, Bowie, Bowie all day. Grohl, I like. I was never a huge um, Nirvana fan. I don't mind um, uh, the Foo Fighters. I, it's it's kind of grunge pop. Um, obviously, they have some good tunes. 
Bowie was an innovator. He owned the 70s. He did shit his own way. I saw Bowie in concert. It was fucking crazy. It was good. It was so good. Um, and when did I see him? 1987, I saw him in Commonwealth Stadium. The Glass Spider Tour. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, I, I'll take Dave Bowie every day. Dave Bowie's a lot more of an innovator than Dave Grohl will ever be. It's uh, two New York icons. Uh, two. We'll get back to some sports things in a second here. This one is tough for me because I've seen Billy Joel in concert, and Billy Crystal has a big. Uh, he's a huge Yankee fan. Funny guy. Who is better, Billy Crystal or Billy Joel? That's a really good one. Um, it's easy to overlook Billy Joel. Like you, I know you saw him in concert, and so you have that in, in, in embedded in your memory. But even then, man, like it, it's he's got a lot of good tunes. Yeah, yeah. I don't own any of his catalog, but anytime, like, uh, there's the 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 only <laughs> it was a cassette. The only cassette I ever owned of. Uh, Billy Joel was that Allentown one, and there was a couple of good tunes on that. Yeah. And then never mind all the good stuff. And I think his old stuff is far better. Like the one song I'm gonna hold against Billy Joel, and I'll never forgive him for, is "We Didn't Start the Fire." I fucking hated that tune. Oh, really? Hated? Did he play that at MSG? We didn't. Start it was. The fire? It was really good. Like yeah, it was fucking no, really good. He didn't play that first because then you would have no, it was it was uh, like two thirds of the way through kind of the show. But. Yeah, we just said the fire's a bad tune. Um, Billy Crystal I that's a old. screaming hot take because it's a good song. I mean, whatever. it's a terrible fucking song. Mm. I could have wrote it lyrically, it's awful. You should write it. You well, should, I can, uh, you I can should write, write down. I'll okay, just go to Wikipedia you, no, and shit you, that okay, happened in '65. You, you, you should pick a year. Uh, you should pick a five-year band aid and write like from 1989 to 1996 of stuff that happened. And then do I got to sing it to the tune of "We Didn't Start the No, fire, no. Just, you just want me to? Just no, we'll just. I don't know. I uh, just put it out there and we'll figure it out. Yeah, I think that's, that's, I think that song is great. That's terrible. Um, Billy Crystal, I liked a lot. That guy makes me fucking laugh. He, great. He, he's like, great. And then when I when I used to watch the Oscars and he hosted that like for eight nine years in a row, yeah. he he's just good. He's he's such a pro. City Slickers is great. Um, was have you ever seen the movie Forget Paris? He was an NBA referee in that movie. Yeah. it was a really good movie. Uh, he's, got, he's got a Broadway show show right now that I want to go watch. It to, uh, the the I can't remember what it's called, but I I love Billy Chris. I, I he did a uh, when Jeter retired the Jeter's last game, he had a thing on on the Yes Network or ESPN doesn't matter what it was, and the story he told the way he told it was so on point as a Yankee fan. It brings a tear to my eye. Billy Crystal, I think Billy Crystal is better better than Billy Joel. I, I actually do. I I might agree because you know as good. But it's close, man. Yeah, and I've never seen any of Billy Crystal's wives, but uh, Billy Joel was married to Christy Brinkley. So he wins. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) you know what? I'm gonna call this one a New York draw. 
New York draw. Uh, let's do Arthur Fonzarelli or B. Arthur. Oh, the Fonz, the Fonz. I happy days was before Golden Girls, and uh, I. Uh, it's funny. I'm clearly dating myself because uh, the Fonz was just cool and a. And I remember you could buy those t- uh, shirts and stuff like that. My folks would never let me have one. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. At the same time, um, all in the family was on, and that was uh, that was Edith's sister-in-law. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, Maud's coming. Oh, Maud is coming. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I remember that. And Golden Girls was a funny fucking show. Oh, fantastic show. They that I realized it, it it's about four old women living in a retirement community, but it was very well written. And those the thing that me and Jan were, were so talking funny. the other night, Dave, that they weren't that old in comparison to what we are now. Correct. When that show was on, like they were yeah. only like 60, 65. Like we're I mean we're 50, right? But like they weren't like Blanche was getting down. Yeah. Yeah, they were, they were, they were looking. They were, they were playing the field. Well, like, well, Blanche was, and and she Betty was White was so funny. Well, she, 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 she. Not a whore bag. That was a fucking. Say that was a little nice. strong, but little she strong. was, she was looking to keep the pipes clean. <laughs> and there ain't no crime in that. Arthur Fonzie, really. <laughs> the thing I got, the, my problem with Fonzie is he lived up above someone's ba- um, garage. And hung out with high school guys. So he wasn't that cool. Correctamundo. Right? Yes. You know, you, you, you are correct there, but you don't realize that you, you just had the, the, the suspended reality a little so bit. How old was he? Like, was, was he two years out of high school himself or, or, or five years or 10 years? Well, no, yeah, I guess the Fonz was 23. And, you know, and it's also too, like, so Richie Potsy and and uh, Ralph Mouth were in high school, and they were but dorks. They, I they, and they looked like they were twenty five, right? Yeah. So it's a yeah, a couple of, like yeah, this is a little this is a little creepy. And how tough can you be when like a Mrs. C? Like it was, yeah. it, it, it was wholesome, and it was a different time. No, it was like Milwaukee, Wisconsin. They were in. Uh, yeah. I got two more for you, Dave. Uh, what is or who is better, Itchy Ben or Itchy Row? Well, Itchy Row has to be the Hit King. He's the Hit King. No one's hit more balls than his. No I one's... fucking like Itchy Ben something for yourself. Oh, uh, so do I, but I have it in my house. I can eat that at any day. But Itchy Row is gone. Not only with, not only does he have the most hits in professional baseball. He uh he played the field like a hell of a player. Hell oh, of a player. He had a, he he had range um in the field. He can leap. He can rob home runs. He had a great fucking arm. Oh, he was a five tool player. Yeah, no, he was really really good. Ichiro by a landslide. Well, Red Itchy Band's pretty good, man. Oh, it's it is it's it's <laughs> Red Itchy Band's a treat. Yeah. It is. Uh, last one before we uh, call it a night tonight, show 200. Donald Duck or Donald Trump? Ah, who's, Donald Duck. Fuck who's that. smarter? A Donald Duck. Like, By a landslide. By, like, you know what? 
I had to throw that one out there. That, we try not to get political on the 1420 podcast, but I had to throw that one out there because the old Trumper, he he still finds a way into our vernacular. I don't know why, but anyways, if for those listening to us, if you whatever, it's it's just funny to me that Donald Duck is smarter than Donald Trump. There's there's something like and, and it ain't close. Oh no, fuck. Um Donald Duck has, has taken on a bit of a new term in, in, in my household. I was listening to a comedy podcast and something about this and that. And uh, they were talking and laughing about getting in a, like some, they were reading a news story where two people, two naked people were fighting. And then they, they were talking like, I couldn't fight naked. Like even with my wife, like if we were naked and like we got in a fight, I would put, I would put on some pants before I, before I, because yep. I can't fight naked. And then the one guy goes, well, you don't just Donald duck it, put on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, oh, am I ever going to? So anytime someone like after a shower in this house or whatever, like, oh, you're Donald ducking it. That's now a term in the, in, in our home. On a, uh, yeah. The, uh, how do I word this? There's a guy that lives just down the way here and uh, he gets into it a little bit and it's, he's a nice guy, whatever. I see him once every seven months. He Donald ducked it once. He decided <laughs> to put pants on instead of a shirt. <laughs> and I'm assuming he had underwear on. So he was like, it was, he had he, what came out without a shirt on and the first thing in the morning to get his remnants of whatever was going on. I was uh. I would put on a shirt before pants. To no. leave the house? Well, just out in the back here. Yeah, he put, I would put, because I'll, I will always put a t-shirt on first or a hoodie or whatever and have my boxers on because I can just go out and about. But he had no tarp on walking about the back. To me, that was weird. Maybe he goes commando. Maybe. Maybe I should thank him for not walking out with his, with his bank out or something. I don't know. Exactly. Maybe you don't want like so. You you you're more of a Donald Ducker than a than a. Than I always a have underwear on. Right. Because yeah, same same. So because Donald Duck has no pants, Mickey Mouse is always wearing his red shorts and suspenders. Yeah. It's just no. It was weird the other day, but anyways. Dave, we uh, we had a good show tonight. Show two hundred. Before we uh, go any further. Uh, to call her a night, like to thank Jim once again for all the work he does. He listens to this show more than uh, you or I do or anybody else does. He listens to it probably three times a show uh, just to listen to what we have to say, puts his music into it, then listens to it again to make sure it's all good. So he's probably listened to over so it's just three, four hundred of these things. And we thank him very much for all the work he does for us and getting the show out there. Um, thank Jim a lot for everything he does. Plus, Want to thank people for the uh, who've been there since day one listening to the show. We greatly appreciate it. We we'll keep putting her out. If you, if you guys keep listening, we'll uh, we'll keep putting her out there. Yes, I, I 100%. Thank you very much, Jim. Um, taking time out of your busy day as a student. Oh, class is almost over. You're going to have more time to devote to us. So, uh, but nonetheless, thanks. Better look Jim. out. We, <laughs> uh we we really appreciate it. I also want to want to thank uh both Deanna and Kaylee for for letting us entertain ourselves here a couple hours a, a night. It's it's nice to be supported by the the people that you care about. Yeah. And and we get we get that from them here too. 
Um, the support that we get from you guys, it's fun. We enjoy it. And, and I agree with you, uh, uh, Duskin, like, I'll, I'll keep doing it. Like, you know, if people stop listening, then we're going to have to start spending more time at the bar and, and that's going to take the support away from Deanne and Kaylee. That's right. So, so, so just, 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 just help us get along with our wives. That's, that's right. Keep listening. We'll keep putting it out there for you guys. If you guys have any topics you want to listen to uh, talk about, we'll we'll, we'll uh, make something up and go from there. But uh, it's been a lot of fun. The first 200 shows, here's the 200 more, and everything else might happen in the near future with the 1420 Sports Podcast. Anyways, thank you very much once again. The 1420 Sports Podcast, four beers sports talk, and a whole lot more. Take care of each other, but more importantly, take care of yourself to need you around. Keep your stick on the ice, and what else, Dave? Don't swing at high pitches, Jimmy. Thanks, everybody. It's been a pleasure. Well, it's still a pleasure. Well, it will continue to be a pleasure. Have a good night, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Right? Thursday. Thursday.